Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Let's go! Hey, kids. Hey, Dad. War crimes will be prosecuted. I chose this profession, so therefore I, I earned beer. You want to go to the matinee? The feeling is definitely there. You don't know my name! It's a new morning in America. This is the old dude, Howard J. Reynolds. Step into my office. There's not going to be too many punks. Don't you stop worrying about the punks? Ah, you! That's my name! Yeah, let's go to the show. Introducing for your listening pleasure. Is the High Fives podcast? Moke's here. Moke. Hey, Nate. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. That was Western Addiction, a song off their new album, Frail Bray. Lorette is the song. And it's episode 58, and it's June. And it's best of 2020, because that's what we do in June. Best of 2020 so far. We figure let's bring in somebody else so that you don't just have to. Listen to Mike and I go on and on and on about our favorites of the year. We have Jason Hall from Western Addiction. How's it going, man? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. How's life? How's the pandemic? How's the isolation? How's your world, man? Um, band world's terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, well, but, I mean, you you do have time to do all this stuff, when I, and I really like this stuff, and you work on videos and all that stuff. Um, regular life is okay. I'm lucky cause I can work from home. Um, I'm an introvert, so I, I don't need to leave the house ever, <laughs> but I mean, other people in my house are not, and they don't love it, but I just do. I mean, today I built, um, a deck in our, in our backyard cause I was, I work with, um, computers all the time and typing. So eventually I'm just like, I'm not going to type one more word and I go out there and smash my hands with a hammer, which I did. I got my middle fingers really swollen. I cut it and bled all over the deck today. 
So the <laughs> pandemic's not treating you well. It's okay. I mean, I, 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 I like doing my own stuff, you know? And so uh, of course people are suffering, suffering and I hate that. And the band is like, it's bittersweet, but I mean, when people are on the front lines and I'm like talking about my rock band, that's a little, it makes me feel bad. So it, I, yeah, sure. Know, it, it's weird. But it has to kind of suck putting out an album. Like you guys basically put out an album and then don't get to play a show. <laughs> yeah, we canceled all our shows. I actually think the two bands before us got got it worse. Um, this band, the Bomb Pops and Pears. Mm-hmm. They, we asked to pull our record out of the the loop to try to pause it, you know, but it was too far into the digital distribution and it would cost money to pull it out and and we're too small, you know, we're not big enough of a band for them to, you know, call yeah. Dr. Spotify and say no. Um, so we, I, I haven't heard of Dr. Spotify oh, before. He, he's buddies with Fauci. Um, <laughs> I thought he was a lot more like Dr. Mario. Yeah. But. Like that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's playful. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we couldn't pull it back. And so it just had to roll with it. And luckily it, there's a lot of admin to rock and roll. It's it's yeah, the bet. most uncool, boring stuff uh, that nobody sees or bands just don't do because they don't want to do. I happen to like this and I like, I love doing podcasts and talking to people and, you know, making videos and the other dudes in the band, they hate it. And so they're happy that I do it. So. <laughs> Yeah, just talk about that for a sec. Like, I mean, this must be the most anticlimactic like album release you could have ever expected. Like, you know, you you put out a record, you'd go tour it, you know, you'd play a bunch of shows, you'd have a lot of feedback coming back. Has it been? Has it felt that way? Just kind of like a like a sad trombone? Not really. <laughs> More like the Price Is Right song, you know. <laughs> <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Uh, <laughs> um, actually, yes and no. Yes, because we we were going to play with Bad Religion. We're going to play with Propaganda. We're going to go. Oh, we finally got on European festivals. We never got on those before. Um, I've never played a festival like. I mean, we played some in America, but. Um, but the reception for the record, it's the best we've ever had. It's it's kind of strange, actually, where uh, we made a video and. I mean, like 40,000 people have seen the video and, and I've, I've done more interviews than I ever have. I've, I've must've done 50 plus interviews. Um, and then we have another video coming. And so that part of it has been really surprising actually. Like, I'm like, what is going on? This is really cool. You know? Um, uh, but the playing, the playing is the other guys I think are hurting more on the playing. They're, they're bummed, you know, cause I mean, you have all this buzz and then that's when shows start happening. People are like, come out, play this, play that. And and we just, we can't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys practiced at all? And I've seen like some people now are like getting together and practicing bands and stuff like that, like in separate rooms and things like that. Have you guys tried that yet? Or is it just like, uh, we'll just wait and see, we'll see what happens when it gets a little bit better out there. We haven't tried that yet. Um, actually, San Francisco was the first to shut down and yeah. it's like almost the last to open. And so it just opened up last week. Uh, actually, when we filmed our video for They Burned Our Paintings, as we were walking out of the, the art gallery where we filmed it, um, our, our friend that let us in and he looked at his phone. He's like, look, we're closed. And everything in San Francisco closed as we were leaving. So it was almost like the last video ever made in San Francisco. Oh, That's um, wild. Um, 
And I mean, we probably shouldn't have been out either, but it was like early March and it was scheduled for a long time. And I'm like, oh man, the other guy, some of the other dudes in the band are okay with doing it. And a couple of them are like, no way in hell I'm going anywhere. You know, um, our guitarist, Ken, he travels a lot for work. He works for Dunlop. Um, you know, they make, um, pedals and strings and, mm -hmm. um, and then he goes to Japan all the time and he's just like, no way I'm not going, you know, cause you go to other countries and they're in different statuses as, as well. And, so some people chat our drummers like let's do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, there's some people that are like like me personally. I I I've been to like my office and to the hardware store a couple times. And other than yeah. that, I'm like I filled up yeah. gas in my car twice in three months, which is kind of yeah. weird. I went to the hardware store too, <laughs> but other people I know are like like out and about, and they're like, yeah, it's whatever. It is what it is. Like we just sort of opened up last week here, so like yeah. full on opened up. Yeah, I don't but know. I'm not, I'm not in a rush to get into a bar or anything or like do anything of, of me neither. Like why? Uh, yeah. Why? I, I went downtown to get something and people are just out at restaurants underneath awnings, chatting, laughing. I'm like, you buttheads are going to get sick. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah but that's yeah. how I feel. But I, they're going for yeah. it. I guess we all, we all gave up or whatever, however it works. Teach yeah. his own. Let's let's get to uh, the topic uh, at hand. The reason that we're all here, the reason that you know you begged us to come on the show, Jason. Uh, <laughs> A series of emails that you begged. <laughs> yeah, and we were like, okay, okay, just I guess just hold on, yeah. man. Like we're recording soon. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll host you. <laughs> um, so we always let our guests go first. Um, so why don't you start us off with uh, with one of your favorite albums of uh, 2020 thus far? Okay, well, I I take my my top ten hyper serious. Actually, uh, our publicist Vanessa, when we have to send in our list, I give her this big list. I'm like, you want the write up? She's like, I guess. You I know? think I've seen your list before, man, and like had to like take like time. Like it wasn't <laughs> like it wasn't like I could yeah. read it like at a red light. You know, no. not that I I check my phone when I'm driving, but you know what I mean. Like it, it wasn't like a a quick thing. It was like you got to really like sit with this and spend some time. Maybe maybe pour yourself a cup of tea. Yeah. It's embarrassing. I think about music <laughs> really deeply and I think about the cadence of records. And when we sequence our records, it's, you're never going to get a 17 song record out of us because we would never do it. It's like, uh, you can take a great record and make it an okay record by leaving the six songs on the end. Like why not make an 11 or 12 like masterpiece? that's never going to go away. So we think about the cadence of our record and the sequence and Chad, Chad, our drummer, he's really good at sequencing too. And um, so I think about the top 10 and I think about music really deeply and my year end list is it's, it's like important to me. Actually, I start building it. Um, like, I'm so glad you guys asked because I'm like, Ooh, I can start building my, my list. <laughs> okay. So one of the first records and oh, I look for a, a combined good record. Like I, I don't want to hear one or two good songs. I want to hear a body that you cared. And when you care, I, I can tell when you care or when you don't care. Like when you just spit out a record, I, I can tell. I listened to, I also should mention with my job, I can listen to music all day long, like all day long. And so I listen to tons of radio shows, podcasts, 
Um, I follow stereo gum, punk news, pitchfork, all those. And I listen to a lot of music and I have these weird metrics for what I think is a good song or not. And that will bore you to tears. We can talk about that. some other No, time. no, no. I, I fully respect all of this. Um, this is- <laughs> and if you're a person that makes songs, you're always looking to try to unlock the magic of a song. And so, so I'm looking for the magic in other songs. Um, and, uh, and there's, I have theories on the way you get to the magic. Mostly it's vocal melody, but there's other ways you can get to the power and magic of a song, you know, like, um, it can be, you know, uh, yesterday by the Beatles, or it can be executioner's tax by power trip. But it's like this, there's different ways into that power and that magic, you know, um, do you know that song by uh power trip? I do. It's Mike's like, a big power trip fan, like both in life and the band. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> with his aggression at work and this um exactly <laughs> well think i was telling my friend's son the other day because he's getting into music i go there's this band power trip and they made this one song and it's called executioner's tax and that song took them around the world and if you think about it it did it's like yeah there's other good songs on there but it's really thrashy and really aggressive and and it probably doesn't grab people as much um and you can just tell whenever somebody likes a song or not you just look at the audience it's 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 super simple. You know what I mean? If the audience doesn't like it, you get rid of it. So you watch a band like power trip and they make executioners tax and you're like, this is kind of cool. And then you start seeing them getting every support slot on every major metal tour. And then you start seeing pictures of them in like Kuala Lumpur and, and you know, these, these odd touring like Southeast Asia, like they're getting to places. And that is one song took them around this earth. You know, it's so tight to think about that. Um, and that's what I'm kind of looking for. So do you, because you have a PR background in, in, and working for record labels and whatnot, do you, do you see or understand that in a different way then because of that? Or is that, did that, was that always a way you looked at music? No. Before you started I, doing a, it wasn't, I, I just liked bands when I was younger. You know, sometimes when people just like bands and they're like, they don't know why now I think of the why, and I'm always trying to figure out the why. And since I make songs all the time, I'm like, Oh, this is the why. And I don't expect everybody to think about the parts of music intricately, but you'll just know when they're like, I don't know. I just like this song. And you, and you know why, um, sorry that, you know what I mean? Uh, no, no, yeah, I a hundred percent. Yeah. Like, I that's sort of how I think about things, but I'd also have lately as I get older, for some reason, it's gotten like less, less articulate. And I'm just like, no, I just like that song. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's harder too, because when I worked at the label when I was younger, I obviously pushed some bands out of the sure just bravado of youth. I'm like, you got to listen to this. It rips. You're like, that's your rationale because you like it. You're like 22. Get out of here. Um, but now it's like harder and harder to find these these records that are significant. And that's why my top 10 means so much because I've it takes a lot more to get in. And it's not because I don't like I'm bored of music. And when people say there's no good bands, I say, get the hell out of here. There's always good bands you're just not paying attention you know yes i 100 um, percent agree it drives me insane that's that's a big pet peeve of mine when people are like especially as you get older and if you've grown up with people in bands and music and they're just like yeah well like unless it's this it's not really good anymore and i'm yeah. like you're just not looking i'm like you yeah. can't just say because a band's a punk band now that you don't like it because it's at 30 30 or 40 you don't supposed to like punk anymore like there's good bands that write like simple three-chord punk there's great bands that write intricate indie rock songs there's great bands that write hip-hop there's you just have to look for it absolutely i absolutely agree it's and i'm now i'm at a point where i'm kind of seeing 
this universe. I'm not saying because I'm smart or anything. I'm just seeing like <laughs> a good song is a good song is a good song, whether yeah, it has yeah. a banjo lead or it has, you know, a hip hop, um, somebody doing some crazy phrasing over it. Anyway, sorry. That was like two hours ago. You asked me the first song <laughs> I like. It's actually only 17 minutes. Okay, sorry. So like you're doing, you're doing better than you think. <laughs> the first song that I put on my list is this band from, I think they're from Scotland or the UK or like they share members, but they're called shopping and it's a weird name. And, uh, like, can you imagine like trying to search for the band and like, I'm going to look up the band shopping. (laughs) I fucking hate that stuff, man. When bands give them their names, like these, the most easily, (laughs) yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the, it's just a, a word that could be get Googled a, a million different ways. <laughs> yeah. At first I'm like, how the F do I find this? Yeah. But I heard it on KEXP. Um, I don't know. Do you know that radio station in Seattle? Yeah. It's my yeah. favorite radio station. Again, you're looking for filters of quality. And it's funny because the person that is the program director also does the country show. And I listen to the country show, but it's not like pop country. It's not like, you know, banjo pop. It's like, as thriving as punk or metal, there is a completely thriving country scene. And it's awesome. It's really cool if you really listen, you know, and you of course there's boneheads with bad lyrics, but <laughs> if you find the good ones with good pl- like crazy playing, really interesting lyrics, they're road dogs. I'm like, that that's just punk. It's just it's just yeah. twangier. You know, it's like anyway, so I heard um shopping on KEXP. Or, or I also saw them touring with this other band. Um, it was my favorite record from last year. They're called Automatic. They're from Los Angeles. It's like these three women, and it's like minimalist, Devo, post-punk. And the record's so good. It, it was my favorite record of last year. Um, and funny, actually, the person that took the cover um, photo for our record uh, is friends with them. And so I kind of reached out and said, oh, I love your band. I tell people I love their bands all the time, which is a little strange, but I love it when people write me a note, you know? Um, So I just said, I love your record. Um, We have a friend in common and they wrote some nice note back. But anyways, I heard shopping and it's like, um, do you know the band? It's like, it's very like angular pop. It's like, um, it felt like it had a bit of that eighties vibe to it. Like that, that kind of resurgence of that, that eighties vibe, but like not eighties. It sounds like eighties done a little bit in 2020. Like there's, there's a progression there. Yeah. Like a modern version of, do you have, you ever listened to the peel sessions, you know, John peel. Yep. So someone compiled all the peel sessions recently, you know, and like hundreds of them. And there's a there there'll be some bands on there like Flock of Seagulls or something and you're and you're so used to seeing like MTV and the Sheen and Crazy Hair and but hearing those bands live they were kind of edgy like and it was it's the same kind of sound but this this is the equivalent of that but not with the 80s production it's like angular pop punk song well, not pop punk but power it's like, I thought it was kind of power poppy a little it bit is I- it's like post punk with pop and and it's like Devo-y and it's really, um, I don't want to say not groovy, but you know how bands have a groove. It's more like, like anxiety, like, mm-hmm. like our band, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, really tense in a way. And they're just this three piece and the drummer sings sometimes. And I, and I just think the record's pretty good. Well, speaking of awkward and anxiety, <laughs> um, my first uh, selection of uh, best of 2020 is uh, came out in February. It's uh, Brave Faces, everyone. 
Spanish Love Songs uh, new album. Do you do you listen to Spanish Love Songs? I'm, I've met those guys before and we've played with them oh, cool. once. Um, I didn't know I get to hear your top five. I'm into this. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. We're all going to do it. All right, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, Spanish Love Songs, uh, Brave Faces, everyone. Uh, the song I chose is Self-Destruction as a Sensible Career Choice. Um, I mean, we've talked about this album a couple of times on the show. It's a sad album, um, which is to be expected as a follow-up to Schmaltz, which was also a sad album. Um, but it's just like so lyrically rich. The thing I really like about this record too is it's it's like a window into the mind of depression. Mm. And I think, you know, depression and mental illness and even addiction, I mean, those are hard things to explain to somebody who hasn't experienced them or like, you know, even if you have a family member that's going through that kind of stuff. Like if you personally haven't experienced it, it's, it's really hard to understand, but I feel like this album offers a window into that understanding. So it's not like I'm an expert walking away going like, I understand depression, but like I have a better understanding about it now. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. Like it, just the, the way in which he tells this like really vulnerable story. Um, and I kind of assumed it was like more about his, his life, you know, looking back on his life, but, uh, reading some of the, the reviews of the record, it's actually, uh, was written in the 30 weeks that they were, uh, they were touring Schmaltz, the, the album before. Ah, okay. Um, so it's like a smaller window, right. But, um, I really, really like this, this record. I mean, they're, they're definitely that band that's kind of just, uh, just, I don't want to say just hitting, but like they're definitely growing uh, in popularity. And I think this is a really great progression record. Like, you know, it, it wasn't a, a repeater by any by any means. Um, it was it was a progression into into a next level for this band. So Spanish Love Songs is uh, is my pick for number one. Ooh, cool. I'm going to check it out right after this. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I love when people give me suggestions and and share music with me. I'm always doing it to people and I feel like I'm bugging them. But no, no, most like, people like it, I think. I don't know, man. Or maybe a- <laughs> <laughs> I bug a lot of people. <laughs> so at the end of the year, we do a top 10 or sorry, we do a top five for the end of the year. And Mike does a top 35. Ooh, I like so if that, that gives you any, any idea, you guys could be best friends. Yeah, I think I'm going to text this. you, man. That sounds good to me I'm coming over. Yeah, this is <laughs> so this is the first time I've ever really struggled with it. And I think uh. is because because of how everything hit with the pandemic and stuff like that, I got kind of a weird in a weird funk and I couldn't listen to music. And it's so weird. Like all I've ever wanted, cause I'm kind of like alone. Like I like sitting at home and listening to music and I don't do a lot of stuff. And I was like, all I ever wanted was more time to sit around and listen to music. And I just sat there and I listened to probably like four albums and like a lot of, and then I just put like, I had listened to a lot of old jazz and like soul records and stuff like that is like comfort more, I guess. So like, I feel like I'm so far behind. Like I just listened to you guys' record last week and normally I would have got like listened to that a long time ago. Like it's just because I do that. That's all I do is consume music. I go through blogs for like and like publications for like days and days just picking out songs and like. Ooh, that's awesome. Yeah. But this year I was like, I don't know. I'm, I'm underprepared for this. So my list is probably going to be underwhelming for right now. So nah, <laughs> that's let's like, hear it. That's, my, that's my caveat for the. <laughs> nah, it's good. Let's hear it. Okay. So the first one is uh, Tommy Ray. And it's first hits are free. I know we talked about it on the show last time, Nate, a little bit. It's uh, it's his first solo album from, and he's a singer from The Cry. I don't know if you ever heard The Cry before. I haven't. I'm gonna check both of these out. They're like a garage glam punk band, so Ooh, I like a little bit of power pop, super catchy stuff. Um, yeah, I just really like this album. It just, uh, I, I know they're all like, I kind of did some digging on it. He said a lot of them were supposed to be cry songs. It just didn't work for them, uh, so he reworked them into a solo album. 
Ooh. Uh, and the song I picked was Good Love Gone South, just because I thought it was the catchiest. All right. It's a great record, man. Like it. And I see why you like it now, Mike, because it's kind of got like that. Like, I feel like there's a little bit of a clash vibe to it, too. Like almost like a, a rancid, like, but with sugar sprinkled on top. I don't know if you get any of that, like a sweeter rancid. Uh, yeah, I guess. No, no, I, I don't see it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> it's like a sugary transplant. It's like, a... <laughs> you know, I guess no. it's got like a snow. No, I guess it's got like a street edge to it, but it's more like 77 punk, but like a little bit more power poppy. Yeah. So a street edge. <laughs> yeah. I like that street edge, not straight edge. What street edge? The first one's free. Is that what it's called? It is. No, first hits free. First hits free. Yeah. That's where the street comes in. Yeah, Nate. It's very yeah. street. No, I get it. Very I street. It. You, very you wouldn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clearly. As I sit in my suburban home, I know all about the streets. Yeah. <laughs> my suburban Canadian home. Yeah. It's so rough around here. <laughs> okay, so this is how we do it after this. We just kind of go through the, we, we just go around the circle. Okay. So we'll start with you, Jason. All right. So the band is called Shopping and the record's called All or Nothing. And the song that uh, we're listening to or going to listen to is called Initiative. Spanish love songs, brave faces, everyone. The song Self-Destruction as a Sensible Career Choice and? Uh, Tommy Ray, album's first hits free. And the song is Good Love Gone South. Love spelled with L-U-V because that's real classy. <laughs> that's straight. Yeah. <laughs>
So you played guitar in the first record, right? First record, maybe some of the the EPs or splits. Yeah, I write everything. I write all the music, all the the lyrics, and yeah. But on the first go around, um, I played guitar. And then when did you ditch the guitar and why did that happen? Did you guys just find somebody else or was it more like, you know what? I just, I really need to express myself with this microphone here. <laughs> I'll tell you a story about that in a second. Okay. Um, well, I'm not a fantastic guitar player, but I can, I can make it through a song and, but I don't know. It's, it's actually pretty frustrating. I could practice forever and it's still just like, oven mitts i just don't know what's up <laughs> but i can make songs and i have ideas and then when our bass player um our previous bass player left and then tony tony Teixeira, he's our current guitarist he jumped in to play bass and he was like man i'd sure love to play guitar in this song and i was like that sounds fantastic so he switched to guitar we we got another bassist um uh, mitch paglia and he's the best bass player i've ever played with he's so good um and it was just our shows got they were so much more fun like it i didn't i enjoyed playing a show versus worrying about messing up um and those guys are really good players and so i'm like why don't really good players play it also i'll supply all the ideas all everything you know and i'll just go act like a jackass and and jump around um and it, it just got to be so much fun um doing it that way but the, our first show back, when, when I had to sing for the first time, like we we were we were backstage or you know, and I was like, "Oh, what do I do with my body?" <laughs> you were like, you know? <laughs> like Will Ferrell in Talladega Nights. Exactly like that. We Where do like, I put my hands? Yeah. Where do my hands go? They keep coming up in the shot. It was exactly <laughs> like that, and it was like I don't have any rock moves. I didn't even think about this. So that was like a little, now it's fine. You know, you just act somewhat natural. But at first I was like, this is pretty awkward, man. So um, it's not like you stole the Axl Rose helicopters like right off the bat or like. You know, I did embarrassingly enough, and I should not say this, but I watched a couple videos of, I'm like, who's the best singers of all time? I'm like, it's Iggy Pop and it's Mick Jagger. And, and <sighs> if if you watch like their stage presence, it's crazy. And I mean, I can't like, you know, take my shirt off and throw a peanut butter on people like Iggy Pop <laughs> or jump around like a cricket on fire like Mick Jagger. But it was like, don't sell yourself short. <laughs> I bet you could if you really put your mind to Maybe. it. I bet it you could be, do those things. No one wants to see me like shirtless, <laughs> like a melting ice cream cone. Um, <laughs> and so, <laughs> so it was like, but now it's better. Like I, I feel more comfortable and. I don't know. I don't, I look forward to playing shows now. I'm like, this is exciting. This is really fun. And I don't think you should dread playing shows if you're in a band and yeah, you know what I mean? So is it freeing? Like, I mean, now that you've kind of, you've worked the, the awkward out of it, is it just kind of freeing to not have to like carry around an instrument that you can just, you know, do what you need to do? It is freeing. It's also hard because you don't have anything to hide behind, but what is good about it is when I see people are bored, I can do something about it versus when I have my guitar and I'm singing and I'm stuck at that mic, I'm stuck, you know? Yeah. But when I'm, when I'm seeing boredom and I'm like, okay, I got to, you know, dive into a trash can or something. I got to do something to make, cause it's my job to make people interested. It's not, I hate when I see bands and they're like, get up. 
you know oh, and like it's yeah. not your job it's, it's your job to make them get up ding dong um and so now i can i can sense if people are bored and i just try to make them not be bored cool so we'll transition that into your number two pick I kind of made a mistake and I picked a 28 minute song. Um, I, I really love it. Is it Bla- Freebird? It is. It's, yeah. yeah. Have you heard it? It's good. I think Freebird's actually um, shorter than that. Yeah, it is. Um, sometimes all black metal songs, they're like, oh my gosh, 14 minutes. What are you guys doing? And half of it is like, you know, the wind wisping. Um, <laughs> I think that's true. It is. Yeah. I like, I love black metal and I love death metal. Um, and when we, we were talking earlier about bands, I like when I go to a show and it's right on the line of dangerous, but it doesn't get dangerous. It's, it's, it's like very, you know, when you're at a show and it's very exciting, you're like, Oh boy, what's, yeah. I don't know if this is going to, is this legal? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like if you see a Dillinger skate plan or something, you're like, what, what, you know, this, this guy, I don't think he could use fire in here. Like, you know, but if no one gets hurt, it's good. And, and so I saw this band dragged into sunlight and I think their name's kind of funny too. Like it's, you know, a play on a vampire, but they're like one of the most exciting bands I've ever seen. And they play with their back to the crowd and it's all strobe lights. And they had this gigantic, like deer head candelabra. I mean, on paper, it sounds pretty funky, you know, but when you see it, uh, sometimes I'm just like, I cannot believe people's bodies can do this thing. So it's a mix of black metal and death metal. But the dude can scream so damn loud. And sometimes, one time I went and saw, um, there was some like black metal, death metal bands. And they were they were in sound check and they're warming up and they're like, hey, Terry, turn on the thing. And he's like, Wah! and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> That's a pedal? <laughs> you know, because I'm expecting it's just, you know, from the seventh circle right up your gullet, you know. And so I think some bands fake it a little bit, but they don't. This guy can scream his ass off, and I and I can scream. I love, it, loud. I love that they call him t- Terry too. Like yeah, that's, that's that's the exact <laughs> name I expect to hear in a death metal band. <laughs> and I get a little bit more scream in my, you know. Um, and I mean, I can yell pretty loud. I have, and I'm not bragging, but I, I mean, I can't do anything else. But I have some resonance, you know. But man, when I first time I saw Dragged into Sunlight, I'm like, oh my word. This is this is insane. And they just had this gigantic argument with their record label, like a like a hyper public like falling out, like one of the worst I've ever seen. Like screw their label, screw you know. Um anyway, we're ditching that song, but it's called Terminal Aggressor 2. And I think it's like a get out of contract record because it was just like a gigantic F you to their record label. Anyways, we're bailing that. <laughs> <laughs> You can do that on your own time. It's 28 minutes long. Um, and their songs are so scary too. Um, anyways. Okay. So I'll go into my next one. Uh, it's Jesse Daniel and the songs rolling on or the records called rolling on. And he's a, he's a country guy. I listen to lots of country music um, and not, not like, um, you know, Florida, Georgia line or, or whatever, like rascal flats. That's something different. Yeah. It's fun. I can always tell when a pop country song uh, like when Rihanna was like, mm, I'm not into it. You guys take it, you know? And then, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then one of those, the, those bro country guys, and you, you can also tell pop country too, cause they're so happy. But when you think about real country, it's like all undiagnosed depression. It's like, it's, you know what I mean? It should be like, yeah. it's goth, but with cowboy hats. Um, 
So there's a super thriving country scene. And so I listen to this show. It's called Swing Doors on KEXP. I listen every single Thursday. Um, it's a great country show. And I have one, I have one country friend, uh, my friend Chris, who does that podcast, um, Walk in the Floor. And so I don't really have many country friends. And so I just, I'm like, dude, check this out. So I listened to this guy, Jesse Daniel, and I liked his song. And I sent him a note on Instagram. And I'm like, I like your song, man. And sometimes people like piss off or they don't write back. He's like, guess what? I know you, I know your band. I'm an old punker. I'm from Santa Cruz. And he wrote me this super nice note. And he's like, come on out to the next show and we'll hang out. And, and, and then I watched a couple of videos of him on YouTube and I could just sense that he was like an old rocker, but he likes country just like I do. Um, but he could play it and he can really sing. So, um, and the song's called Mayo and the Mustard, which is weird, but that's, a metaphor for the ro- lines on a road, you know, keep it between the mayo and the mustard, the white line and the yellow. And it sounds corny, but some of the best lyrics are approachable. So people can understand them. Not like our lyrics. Um, people can't understand them. <laughs> but anyways, I'm always surprised when it's like a, it's a genre music. You're like, it's been done a million times, but no way, dude, you cracked a vocal melody and this song's kind of interesting and and I like it. And so, I don't know. And he was, he was really cool when he wrote back to me and the whole record's pretty dang good. My second choice is, uh, is, is one of your label mates actually. Ah. Um, it came out in March, 2020. You referenced them already on the show. It's their self-titled record. It's pairs. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love this record, man. Like this is an album that I keep going back to. I just think like they've elevated that. Um, they, they kind of found their voice within like the melody of their songwriting and they, um, like it's still aggressive, but there's a lot of like catchy choruses now. And like, it just feels a little bit hookier, you know, it's a little bit more, um, inviting. Um, it kind of harkens back to like that direct hit split that they did. Um, which I really like when they cover each other's songs. And um, it's just, it's got that, like, it's just got that, that those really great melodies uh, infused in it. It's also a really diverse record. So you get a lot of different like song structures. And I really appreciate that in a punk rock record, especially because sometimes I feel like, you know, you plug a punk rock record in and it's just kind of like a flat go from A to B. And this is just like, you know, highs and lows and like what's next. Yeah. 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 So I, I really like this record. I, I think it sucks too. Like, I mean, we're talking about all these records that came out this year and it sucks that like all these bands, including yourself, you know, just had to kind of not shelve it, I guess. Cause I mean, maybe, maybe it was better. I, I, I don't know. You'd be better to answer this question, but like, you know, the fact that you have this captive audience almost, right. We actually had a, not a fight in it in the practice room, but a deep discussion about holding it versus and and half the band was like, no, people need something to do. They'll listen to this. And yeah, I don't know. I, I, I still don't know what the right answer was. Mike, you're number two. My number two is a band from Vancouver called War Baby. And their nice. album is called You Are Not There. Or You Are Not Here. You Are Not Here. Uh, kind of a shame because it's their third full length, but they just broke up last week. So, oh. Yeah, oh. they didn't. Uh, they just read a, a thing. And they said they they had a big long Instagram post about breaking up. One of the members is in the hospital, and they just I think they again this came out literally. I think they filmed a video, and they were set to go on tour, and then everything got locked down. And I think that was just the straw that broke the camel's back, and they were just like, "We're done." But wow. um, I don't know if you listen to it, Nate. I'm 
Like a little bit. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, there's been so much. I haven't listened to it uh, kind of all the way through. But it's, it's an interesting record. That's for sure. Yeah, like they've matured a lot. Like it's less bleach sounding. Like their last two albums sound very much like Nirvana's Bleached or Ooh. Bleach, and now they're just like they've got a little bit more melody and a little bit more um, creativity in it. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, I really like it. And you can see like John's old band Sea of Is. You can see some hear some of that, which is like an acoustic solo thing. So you, you can see a little bit of the, that stuff. And uh, yeah, I really like it. So cool. Shame they broke up. And I think the song I picked was Renovicted, which is about all like how Vancouver's got a big problem with people like getting kicked out of their rentals for uh, for renovations so that people can rent them for more, make them Airbnbs and that kind of stuff. So that's what that song's about. So. You you think you picked Rent Evicted or you did? No, I, I did. Oh, okay. Stop okay. stop. I just wanted to be sure. <laughs> You're aggressing. You're aggressing me. <laughs> Ever since our HR person quit, yeah. like I am on mic all the time. It's uh, just it's it's how our relationship has developed. <laughs> it's how I show love, really. Who's yeah. HR for you guys? It's like one of you two guys. <laughs> I'm telling HR, that's me. <laughs> we're not some rinky dink little operation right. here jason yeah, yeah. i know it, it may look that way but it's, it's pretty sophisticated there's tons of people in the back room just banging away on keyboards and I'm like oh gosh <laughs> nate's gonna be coming in soon there is work to be done there's time to lean there's time to clean that's our motto <laughs> in your kitchen <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Cool. I'll bring it back to you. Your second pick, Mayo and the Mustard by Jesse Daniel, and the record is called Rolling On. And I think you should check it out. Pairs, War Baby, Renovicted off. You are not here. In my younger life where I hustled every place I went I drove the roads hauling heavy loads So I could feed my kids, pay my rent At a rest stop diner I met a wise old timer He offered up some good advice I never would forget Here's what he told me He said, keep it between the mail and the mustard When you're driving on the road to life if you start to swerving and a curving, ain't nothing gonna turn out right. Just take heat time and watch your speed, cause it all goes by so fast. In this race, there's no first place, and you're lucky just to come in last. Kids have families of their own. But at a rest. 
stop diner Now I'm that wise old timer Serving up those lessons that I learned them years ago This is what I tell them Eat fit between the mayo and the mustard When you're driving on the road of life If you start to swerve and then a curve it Ain't nothing gonna turn out right Just take heat on and watch your speed Cause it all goes by so fast In this race there's no first place And you're lucky just to come in last That's said in this race there's no first place And you're lucky just to come in last
Um, my third pick is this band called Moaning. Um, and they put out a record called Uneasy Laughter on Sub Pop. Uh, and our first producer, um, Alex Newport, who produced Cognicide for us, and he's a friend of mine. Um, he, I always check in on what he's making. Um, and, uh, and, and he used to be in the band, um, Fudge Tunnel and Nail Bomb a long time ago. You can, I've looked it up before I've looked him up on YouTube and he's playing to like this ocean full of people in Nail Bomb. And I text him like, dude, I just saw you, you're 19 playing (laughs) to an ocean of people. And it was like on the tail end of new, you know, new metal. But anyways, he's a good producer. He's a good guy. And sometimes do you guys hear bands where you're like, so I've, I've listened to enough music that I'm like, so I'll give you a good example. You know, that band gouge away. Yep. I like gouge away. So if it was 1993 gouge away would be as big as bikini kill or hole or any of those bands, but, but it's out of time. You know what I mean? Right. It, it, but they're so good. And the singer's charismatic. Um, so this band moaning, when I heard it and this song called make it stop, I'm like, Whoa, if this was like the late eighties or even like early nineties, this would be something, this would be on a major label band, you know, but it's, but it's out of time, but you, you can still recognize sub pop has that thing too, where I don't, like all the bands but i know their filters good whether somebody's like i i can tell they listen to a million records and they're like this is good because and and so i heard this song it's called make it stop and it just sounds so it's like eerie and depressing and i don't know i just think the record's pretty good and and pretty cool and they'd be super famous if it wasn't (laughs) 2020 (laughs) i don't know if anybody's famous anymore in rocket or anything (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's another thing too, where you're like, um, one of our friends runs two of the big venues in town and he'll post on Instagram about it and it's just packed and I've never heard the person and I know a lot of bands. So there's these, po- you can be big and no one will ever, could ever know. You know what I mean? It's yeah. so weird now. I can't tell what's big and or what isn't big. And I follow more music than anyone I know. Mike's my filter. That's, filter. that's who I look to. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear your song. <laughs> well, so it's it's funny you mentioned that because I picked a band who I think this album is also out of time. Um, to me, it sounds very like 2000s emo. Um, so it, it feels like it's about, I, I don't want to say 20 years late, but you know, in the same vein of what you were talking about where it's like, well, you know, they, they probably would have exploded a lot more. This record would have got a lot bigger um, had it had it been out during that time. You know, had they been on time, let's say. Um, so the band's Hot Mulligan. Uh, the album is uh, You'll Be Fine. And the song I chose is Dirty Office Bongos, because when a song's called Dirty Office Bongos, you <laughs> pick in. it. That's why. <laughs> um, That's H. I'm calling HR right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's in constant rotation. Um, and like not an album I was waiting for, which I love. Cause you know, like y- you start the year off and you know, what's coming out for the next couple months. And then, you know, you get a couple more and, and the, and the year builds that way. Right. But it's always awesome when, you know, like I'd heard of hot mulligan before courtesy of, uh, my Moke filter. Um, but, uh, I hadn't, I didn't know they had a new record coming out. So when I discovered it, it was, it was like one of those little, one of those little treats, you know, that came out in March, a March treat, if you will. Because we didn't have many of those. March is a pretty grim month. Um, 
it reminds me a little bit of free throw too. I don't know if you listen to free throw. Hmm. Um, they made my top list last year. Uh, I really like that band a lot. Um, so this is kind of, of that, of that same vein. It really like pulls at the, uh, the nostalgia strings, if you will. Um, have you ever heard that song called I'm a man by piss jeans? That yes. song is an HR violation. I love it. It's so, <laughs> it's so messed up and so weird. <laughs> That's good. I, I mean, when your name is Piss Jeans, I yeah. feel like, you know, most things you bring to the table are yes. HR violations. That's true. Your whole life is a violation. Yeah. And they spell it with an ST. So that's how you know they're street as well. <laughs> and if we get back to the lingo that we've we've yeah. uncovered earlier with Tommy Ray. Yeah. Calgary Street. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Michael? I'm going to go with the Bomb Pops and Death in Venice Beach. Nice. Um, it's kind of weird because I wasn't a huge fan of them before, but I think just when it came out, I like the production on this album. I just, I don't know if they put way more effort into, maybe you can leave us some insight into this, but did they put way more effort into the production of this album than the other ones that I, that I heard of theirs? And I just, it's just like a crisp pop punk album. Like sometimes you just need something that's not like in your face or anything. I just thought it's, it's a really good album. Um, I just, yeah, I don't know. I can't, I don't, it's not like, it's not groundbreaking or anything like that. Like, I'm not going to sit down and be like, oh, this album's like, did you see what they did? But it's like, it's a great, it's, there's lots of hooks on it and it's fun. And it's, I just like, I like the guitar tones on it and the drums, everything it just sounds like it's, but it also sounds like it shouldn't be from now. It sounds like it should have been out in the like nineties or something, I guess, or something. I, know, I just really yeah. like it. It's like classic fat, like a, a modern version of classic fat. They're really yeah. good about cutting the bloat out of their songs and they're all their songs are really short. Yeah. Because that's the people don't need to hear long dragged out songs. So, so they like, you can tell they concentrate on vocal melody and you can tell they, they care about their songs being short and punchy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, the song I picked was can't come clean. I also like, I think it's them fighting. There's like a sound clip with them fighting before. <laughs> right. Yeah. In the studio. I'm pretty sure that's them fighting unless it's yeah. just some random sound. Clips it's of probably real. Fighting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a sucker for a good sound clip in a song. All right. The song I chose is called Make It Stop by the band Moaning and their record's called Uneasy Laughter. Dirty Office Bongos, Hot Mulligan, You'll Be Fine. <laughs> you, nailed, you nailed it like you're a radio guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, bump Ups, Can't Come Clean off Death in Venice Beach. This is a podcast, Mike. It's not radio. Desperation 
put you off for this long Know that you will forgive me, but I can't I started thinking it's better if I just forget
to remember how we were talking about like um I'm hearing this whole thing of a record like I'm hearing they put a lot of care into it and it's authentic and there I also can feel when a band is firing on all cylinders and I just I I like to see bands going for it but not in a gross way so you could kind of feel like when Deaf Heaven was going for it you're like we are this is it we're all in we're going to tour this world you know what I mean and I see and I like to see when bands are doing that so my fourth one and I don't I don't love a lot of hip hop because I feel vocal melody is the the secret to songs and a lot of the a lot of hip hop songs don't have that I also don't like any kind of misogyny or like overt um I some of the words I just I'm not I don't there's no cursing on our records because I'm kind of a pain in the ass about that. I just don't like a lot of like overt vulgarity. Like, sure, that's uh, fair. I get that. Or blue humor. Like, I like tasteful vulgarity. Do you know what I mean? That's weird yeah. to say, but so I don't like a lot. A lot of hip hop records. I I do like some people. Like, um, I mean, I like the classics like Run DMC or Curtis Blow or any of like the. Cause those kind of had some melody to them, you know? And, um, Oh yeah. Or, um, MF doom. Do you know that guy? Yeah. Every time I hear I that guy's MF voice, doom. me too. I'm like, this guy's the best voice. So there's pockets here and there, but the new run, the jewels record, it's really good. And it's fit. There's some vulgarity and there's some like, I don't No one need to say bitch anymore, but there's a couple of those in there. And, there's some cursing and some vulgarity, but there's something about it, especially the song I chose. It's called out of sight. I'm just watching them and I'm like, these guys really cared about this record and I can feel it. And it's interesting to me. It's interesting to me who doesn't really love hip hop a lot. These are songs run. The jewels make songs, but I, I'm not saying this is a diss at all, but I don't know what Drake makes. Like, I don't understand it. And I'm and I and I want to understand it from a music standpoint. Um, or, you're on a or, Canadian show here. Sorry, man. <laughs> you can't touch Drake, and you can't touch the tragically hip. Those are rules we have in Canada. No wonder you've never been here, Jesus. <laughs> so Drake and Chance the Rapper. I'm like, this is meandering. Yeah, I don't get it either. It's, but I don't. I'm not. I never say like, oh, this is bad. I just don't understand it because I'm a song person. Or when I see Kanye on Saturday Night Live, I'm like, I don't, this is not a song. This is performance art, which is fine too. That's cool. I like performance art, but, but I'm a song person. And so when it's like meandering and no like structure, I have a hard time with it. Yeah. I, I really like Drake's a perfect example because I'm, I'm often asking people, I'm like, I just don't get Drake. I don't get why it's so good. Like it doesn't, but I, there's like a lot of hip hop I don't like that's on the radio. Like I don't like Meek Mill probably for the same sort of reasons you were saying, like, it's just like a little bit too crass for me for no reason. And like the misogyny and thing, but I can see why people might like Meek Mill, but I yeah. just, I've yet to figure out why someone doesn't, someone likes Drake. Cause to me, it just sounds like he's just mumbling over some like really lazy, lazy tracks. I'm like, it just sounds lazy to me. Yeah. I, but I, I just want to understand Obviously, it. obviously I'm not Drake and Drake's uh very successful and zillions yeah. of people like Drake and I have a podcast in my basement that I do with my friend so we can talk about music. So <laughs> <laughs> that's cool too, man. 
So you probably haven't listened to many of these shows, Jason. I, I imagine maybe like a couple minutes, maybe a couple more. Maybe you're a hardcore fan and you've listened to 20. But what typically does not happen is we don't usually pick the same songs um, or we don't pick the same albums or we don't pick the same artists. And we don't talk about it beforehand. We, we like to do it live. Like Bill said, do it live. Yeah. <laughs> um, but right now you're, you're witness to it. It's happening right here Whoa. and now. So yeah, um, I, I was going to talk about this artist um, in a really creative way, you know, talking about how it was kind of like rancid <laughs> with sugar on top <laughs> and like, you know, like Cocoa Pebbles on a Saturday morning. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was, I was put in my place pretty quick. Uh, so I'm not going to talk about it really at all. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to say what the song is and what the, what the band is and, or the artist. Uh, it's Tommy Ray, uh, first hits free. And uh, I didn't pick the same uh, song as Mike. Uh, Mike did introduce me to this one back to, back to the filter that he is. Um, but yeah, I really like this record and it's got me into the cry now too. Um, which I, which I really enjoyed as, as well. Um, so I, I think like two, well, two of us, there's only two of us. Usually, uh, we picked it. So it, it's gotta be, it's going to be on one of our lists at the end of the oh, year. For I'm sure. listening to this one after this show. <laughs> Have you heard of the cry before? No, I haven't, but I've heard of Tommy Ray, but I'm going to, I'm typing all of your guys' picks and I, okay. I promise you I will listen to them tomorrow. I, I like hearing about new bands. So the song I chose was uh, Life Goes On. Did you like this one too, Moke? I did. I did. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> I, actually, you know what? <laughs> That's it. That's all I'm going to say. I'm actually kind of shocked that you like this band. I just didn't, I don't see it up your alley, but it's Dude, great. You you threw the glam punk at me and I just, I can't get enough of it these days. Like, it's just, it's so good. Like Mike's a big Kiss fan and he's unapologetic Ooh. about it. Yeah, exactly. Who is that, right. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but like, this is kind of like, like I get it. It's kind of of that vein, but like also shifted gears into, you know, more of the, the style of music that we listen to. Yeah. Our bassist came to practice one time. He's like, Hey man, you ever heard that song called lick it up by kiss? And I'm like, I have, because that sounds effing gross. I'm like, you're right. It is gross. <laughs> They are the grossest band. I want for a long time. I wanted to like sit and start a blog and just break down every Kiss song and write ridiculous things because the lyrics are so ridiculous. I'm like, how did this band get away with this? It's, I don't know. How you sit down and write "Lick It Up"? You're like, this is a good one. <laughs> but that's the worst part. Is I guarantee Gene Simmons was like, "This is gold, man. Yes, this yes. is so good. Do you know what yeah. I'm coming up with here? Yep. Lick it up. Do you know yep. the? Do you know this is like?" He's like, I'm going to get laid from this and this is all that matters and I'm going to get paid. And that's yeah. all, I, which is ridiculous that I like it because it's like goes against all my ethics. And I'm like, no, Kiss is good. <laughs> anyway, my pick is uh, a band called Oswald Park, which is, oh, nice. which is uh, Jordy from the Creeps and Crusades uh, mm. solo album. So uh, very different from Crusades and somewhat different from the Creeps. But um yeah, it's called Sad Songs for Weird Times, which is kind of relevant now. I don't know if he released it before all this happened, so it's kind of telling, fortune-telling a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it's got a mel melancholic kind of alt-punk feel to it. So there's it's just uh, there's a little bit of power pop. There's a little bit of like, harkens kind of back to like early 2000s kind of stuff. Um, and the song I picked was Young, Drunk, and Stupid. Jason? 
Um, the song is called Out of Sight by Run the Jewels, and the record is called RTJ4. Tommy Ray, first hits free, life goes on. Oswell Park, uh, Young, Drunk, and Stupid off a prescription year. Kind of menaces to sobriety, like what? what? Super thug is dumping what? on a cut. What? 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 My motherfucking Uzi weighs a ton. Hit the drum till you hear it go. Run, run. Piety just really isn't us. What a rush. See you cutting up a pie. That's my lunch. Run. Your motherfucking pockets when I come. It's an honor to be robbed by Denise's only son. Yeah. Give a ready, baby boy. Bitty moving extra heavy. Whipping Chevy. Gotta get it. Eat spaghetti with the monster. Vegan bitches feed them dick cause they don't eat no steak and lobster. Sosa was my hero. Tony, Tony's just a fucking out of, out of mind, out of touch, out of time And I smoke a bogey backwards with a thumb up like it's fine what? Sleep is self, I say, self is sweet divine Leave me here to drown in glory, you're too good to cross that line Run, run, tragically struck down in my prime By the speed at which the bags are dropping, should've watched the sky You don't want a litter type, it's really not sublime I'm only doing what I want, behind the loogies at the swine Devastating, captivating, ghost and ray relating Product of the fucking 80s coke Dealing babies, never regulating Bag accumulating, it would not be overstating To say they are underrated Proud of Brooklyn and the Grady, baby We don't need no compliments or confidence Our attitude and latitude is fucking big Summer leather bummer, Duke, you broke some smoking indica Ain't a team as mean and clean as Jay Maline and Michael Rinderbrook TV got no temperature Even if it did, bitch, we cool as penguin pussy On the polar cap peninsula Colder than your baby mama hard When she found out you been fucking with that other broad and you I know you just about me fucking had it. I shit is just magic. Go figure the run to the litter, dead it without scamming. It's rain in the fat of the land on your man is matching. We back in the class and lapping. You raising a hand and tapping. Might shit it in your locket and let them know with a winky face. Meet us at three o'clock if you wanna do something tragic. Who's shrinky dinky? All of that yapping. It's automated. The gears of the rapper shredder while I shit and it'll happen. You know I'm popping the product of fucking poverty. I'm cool as AC and you niggas, you just wanna be. I slide on tracks like home play. Ride beats like road rage, got a crib in like four states. Uh, I get a text like stay safe, text back. I miss that pussy, be home soon and I can't wait. I came from a dream, triple beam and some great tape. Assistant went shopping, put my bags in the 8 8. Hello, Mr. Big Safe. The bank teller trying to get ranked. I buy a hot dog stand if I'm trying to be frank. Just left the hospital making sure my nigga was straight. And sent bail a couple dollars till they give him a date.
thanks to everyone for listening and uh hope you check out some of the bands and thank you to all that have sent in lists the last few times i know everything's a little bit weird right now so i haven't posted any of the lists from the last episode just out of respect for what's going on but um i think maybe by the time this comes out i might get them on the inst on our instagram uh you can check us out on www.highfives.ca and high fives punk rock podcast on instagram you can send us an email or if you're really really nerdy and want to join our whatsapp chat you can do that and you can send us an email or something and we can get you in the whatsapp chat it's just mainly a bunch of people talking about music or making fun of each other uh thanks to jason for joining us uh, it was awesome to talk to somebody else about music that's not as mean as Nate. And Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Where did that come from? Well, you know, it's, n- it's the new normal. The new normal. <laughs> whoever, who, actually, you're a naming guy. Whoever, somebody should have trademarked the new normal. If I hear new normal one more time in like, yeah. uh, e- read it in an email or in a news broadcast or like yeah, everything's the new normal. Yeah, I don't like <laughs> anyway. it either. We can get to our uh, our next song. Did I forget anything, Nate? I don't. I no, didn't even. Write... I think you got it covered, man. Yeah. All right. I think you got it covered. Jason, the honor goes to you one more time, but just one more time. <laughs> Since my twenty-eight minute song got pushed out, <laughs> I get a bonus pick. Um, so, um, uh, I, this band called Witchcraft. They're from Sweden. I don't know much about them, but I like their previous records. Um, usually, when we go on tour. Um, either Chad or I drive and Chad introduced me to this band. He's our drummer and he likes a lot of metal and he's, you know, really well-versed and he's like, check out this band. And I'm sort of a sucker for like a flute riff every once in a while. <laughs> and they, they, they do use their flute. <laughs> yeah. The previous record had like, like a, it's almost like a Jethro, like a Swedish Jethro tool. <laughs> just like a flute riff, whatever. Um, there's not too many flute riffs in metal, but, I don't know. There's something about this new song. It's a really slow, this, this new record. It's a really slow record. And the, the record's called black metal too. And it is not black metal. And I love when people mess with black metal because the, you know, the true black metal, you know, T R V U or V E or whatever, like the true black metal people get so bent out of shape. And I can, I can see them probably like, what are you guys doing? This is not black metal. There's this one black metal band called sacred sun and it's like this British dude and his record cover is just like him on vacation, but it's pretty like intense. It's pretty intense, but I, but I, he gets ripped apart because he's got like his Ray-Bans on and he's standing in front of some monument. But how original is that? You know, it's not a cloak. It's not the Reaper. It's um, not burning a church. Right. It's just him. I don't know. Having a wonderful time on the coast of Italy, <laughs> wherever he goes. Anyways, I just, I like this record. This guy's voice is, is really interesting. Um, I just imagine him in like a snowy cabin by himself and, and this song, it's called a boy and a girl. It just seems really interesting. And I don't know. I, I feel him feeling those songs and that's important. Like I can feel the authenticity and I don't know. I just like the song. Do you know if it's just him on this one? Cause I, I read some, like I was doing some, like I heard it was coming out and then someone said it was like, it was going to be a solo album or something. Cause it, it doesn't sound like the band. Well, it does. Cause it's like, but it's not as like Sabbathy sounding as their other albums. Or yeah. like, I don't know much about them at all. I'm going to research it tonight. Yeah, you do that. I'm going to call you guys. In a couple you can hours. Google it or Bing it 
or ask Jeeves. I want to bing the f out of this thing. And <laughs> yeah, we do it in a few hours. That's the sponsor, man. So <laughs> perfect. We we try to name drop it at least once once an episode. I like it. Appreciate like your it. Uh, your contribution. <laughs> no, I I just was wondering because when I was listening to it last, I actually listened to it last night as well, and I was like, huh, it sounds very different than the last few albums. The yeah. last two, I think they only have two albums and maybe an EP. But yeah, it's like, but it sounded like it was just him. Yeah, like him in a in a cabin. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. were you always like kind of open to music, or did you did you go through that phase that most of us went through, where you were just like, well, it's punk rock or it's shit? Like, what was your what was your growing up experience? Because like, as we go through your catalog, it's I mean, it's eclectic, it's diverse. Were you always like that? Um, I I, I always liked music, but I never. I never thought about it and I obviously had, you know, some crimes growing up, some bad bands I liked, but I think there always were a, it's a pursuit to get to the good stuff. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I was never like, I was never a punker or a rocker or anything. I, I was just like a nothing person, but I, but I did like music a lot. Um, and, and and then I just, you know, dug and dug and dug and dug and then got to the good stuff. Like, did you have somebody, you know, we've all kind of talked about the experience of, you know, having an older brother or, you know, uh, an uncle or, you know, somebody that kind of like took your hand and showed you the way. Did you have that person in your life? Not not really. I mean, my 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 dad liked music and he had albums. And I remember um, listening to some of those. Uh, there was one punker in my town. And he was my my best friend's older brother. I mean, he was the real deal. He he had um, marble, you know, the red marble cigarette packages. It was his wallpaper stapled on nice. it. And he was, and I didn't, I couldn't process it because he was always trying to kick our ass. And because right. we, we would sing, um, you know that band Ill Repute? Yeah. And they had this song called Cherokee Nation. And me and my friend Travis would dance around singing. And he goes, if you sing it wrong one more time, I'm going to kick your ass. And he would too. <laughs> I was terrified of him because he was a real punk. Like, and, and I lived in a small mountain town and there was him and this other dude. Uh, they were the only two punks, but I didn't know what that was. I just knew that was my friend's older brother with a beat our ass if we sing the song wrong. Um, but uh, now kind of looking back, Actually, we cleaned out our shed recently and I found all my college DJ set lists and um, I have a bunch of cassettes of, of my show and the nice. picks aren't so bad. I was like not, I wasn't as embarrassed as I thought I would be. You know what I mean? And I've had so what's some, a little flavor of that. Like, I don't know. I played Jawbreaker or Killing Joke or like all this good stuff. And actually, there's a couple people I worked with at Fat. They introduced me to like real heavy music, like scary, intense music. And I was really green to that. I didn't, you know, I mean, I liked Metallica, but I wasn't like ready for some of the things that they they were like, check this out. I'm like, this is insane. So there had been some people like open my mind that way. I obviously like loud rock as as a broad term. And so I, and I was just finding my way into it, whether that's the Pixies or the Vandals or some like, you know, I used to look for the dirtiest music I could find when I was a kid. And so it was either crazy hip hop or like this, this band, Dr. No, have you heard of Dr. No? They're from like, I don't know, Oxnard. They have 
filthy songs, but I, I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> I should not be hearing. Like if my little daughter listened to Dr. No, I just like throw her stereo away. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I listened to some bad bands along the way, but I think that's okay now. And I, it helps me when somebody's like, I like this band and I don't like them. I'm like, that's cool. That's, that's a gateway, man. You'll find some good yeah. stuff out of that. Yeah, cool. I think that's something great about growing up when you're listening to music is now like like you go through that music snob phase where you're like, no, that's not cool or whatever. But now as I'm older, I'm like, whatever. I like that band. It doesn't matter. They're not great. It's whatever. I like yeah. it. It's fine. And I'm like, and I don't, everyone. I don't get, I don't really get edgy. I like when I, I used to work in a record store and I'd be like, oh, you don't want that. Like being that typical asshole and be like, you don't want that album. Don't get that one. Get this yeah. one. And I don't want to be that guy anymore. Like, I'm just like, oh, if you like that, that's cool. I don't, it's not really my thing, but if you're cool with it and like, I can see why you like it and just go yeah. with it. It's way, you're way happier. I find I'm way happier than when I yeah. was like this bitter, like bitter trying to be too cool thing. I agree. Everyone come in. Like when people are making fun of like Dave Grohl or like Green Day, I'm like, you are, those dudes are our ambassadors. Like don't, yeah. just mm-hmm. don't make fun of them. Just everyone come in. You know what I mean? I'm going to say my fifth choice now. All right. It better not suck, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to suck. It's going to suck real good, Mike. Um, my last pick is uh, a, a Canadian band. We call it uh, CanCon on the show. It's short for Canadian content. content yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a thing. I know about like, it from servicing records to Canadian radio stations when I worked at the okay. label. No, you have yeah. to play a certain amount of Canadian music. Um we Every have now. to as well. Yeah. Just kidding. I, I really <laughs> like this band. Uh, the band's called Boyd's. Uh, they're from Montreal. They're on uh, Stomp Records. Uh, the album's called Quell Drag. The song's called Stains. It came to us in February of 2020. It's like a, a pop punk record, but uh, like pretty straight ahead and fun. But it's got like some, you know, like the hives kind of have like the weirds in some of their songs. Yeah. Um, I really like that about the hives. Um, and this kind of has like some of the weirds in, uh, in some cool. of the songs. Yeah. Like it's not like over the top or it's not like it, it shifts you away from wanting to listen to it. It just adds this odd kind of layer where you're like, Hmm, well that's different. All right. Um, it was also produced by Tom Thacker who is of uh gob fame, but you oh, might yeah. know him more of some 41 fame. I remember gob. Do you? Yeah. They used to come here like every every weekend when we were kids. Yeah, yeah. We'd go see him at the, the Black Lounge. They also called it the Black Lung because you could smoke your face off when Ooh. you were 16 there. Yeah, it was super cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what that's what I picked. Boyd's stains. Michael? Uh what was I gonna pick? This is the one where I crossed off, so now I don't can't remember which one I picked. But I told you it's dangerous <laughs> business, Mike. You I know can't do deep cuts late at night. All right. Uh I went with Beach Slang. Um the deadbeat bang of Heartbreak City. Well, I can't even read my writing, but I think that's what the album's called. Um I didn't like this album the first time I listened. I liked Yeah. The, I liked the other previous Beach Slang albums quite a bit. I just it wasn't bad or anything. It just like sometimes bands write a similar like a similar album it's not like it's nothing too like it just didn't feel like it was anything new or groundbreaking when i heard it but then uh one day i was stuck at work and uh it just came on and and the song kicking over bottles got stuck in my head so i went back and gave it a better listen and now i like it a little bit more so 
that's the song I went with. Uh, cool. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go around the world one last time. Jason. All right. Um, my the band I chose is Witchcraft, and the record is called Black Metal, and the song is called A Boy and a Girl. Boyd's Quell Drag Stains. Michael. Beach Slang, the deadbeat bang of Heartbreak City, kicking over bottles. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Stay cool and be excellent to each other. She looked like a boy that looks like a girl. She looked like a boy. And a girl All the people Surround him All the people Surround her Like summer and winter, no, I'm not suggesting anything at all, except that she looks like a girl. That looks like a boy She looks like a boy And a It might be 
Is this thing coming on here saying uh, I can still be here? Does yeah. that come? To, no, I got a message saying, "Are you still here?" Oh, <laughs> sorry. You should say, "You should say yes, I am." <laughs> no one else got that message. Only me. <laughs> <laughs> Just you. It was like, oh god, this guy's talking about beach slang. Yeah, time's up. <laughs> yeah, he's still here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got just got cut off. So.